Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. My name is Ryan Burklow. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about three steps to take for your 2023 financial planning. Happy New Year. You know, every year, my wife and I sit down and we discuss what it is we expect to happen this year from an income perspective, from a goals perspective, uh, what it is we want to happen this year. Uh, and then we look at, okay, what are our what are our expenses and what can we do to accomplish everything that we want to look at for this year? And we do it very, very simply. And what I wanted to do today was share what it is we do, those three steps, uh, one by one in detail, so that you all can sit down with your spouse and look at what it is you can do for your financial planning this year. Now, we're talking specifically today on the personal side, although you could apply this to the business as well. Uh, but for today, we're going to focus on the personal side. So let's start it off. So first things first, right? What is it that you expect to come in the door this year from an income perspective? So really sit down, look at what happened in 2022. And what is the expectations for this year? And what I mean by expectations are, like, if it didn't come in the door, you would be shocked. I'm not talking about expectations in terms of like growth of income. I'm talking about what it is you expect to come in the door. So write that number down for you and your spouse. And then I want you to talk about what is it you want to have happen this year? What is it in 2022 that you wish would have happened or you had planned and you didn't accomplish? What is it you want to accomplish for the year 2023? This might be buying your first house. This might be something like saving for your first dollar of savings for your kid's education. This might be your first savings uh, for starting an emergency fund. What is it is your goals? And write those goals down. Now, I'll give you a caveat to those goals. I don't suggest you have 10 goals. I suggest you might have three, five max. Because the reason being is if you have 10 goals, while you could hit them, and I, I'm not trying to be pessimistic here, oftentimes what I've found with working with clients is when you have so many goals in one given year, eventually some of, the, some of those goals will be really priority and you'll focus on those. Or because you don't, you've got 10 goals, it's hard to focus on any of them and you don't accomplish any of them. And so I really want you to think about what is most important for the year 2023 and write those goals down. You know, my wife and I, we sit down and that's what we really discussed. We, look, we looked at what happened last year, what we did well, what we didn't. And when we're looking at the goals, we're trying to make these goals attainable. We don't want far-fetched goals. We want them to be attainable. It's important to have far-fetched goals. But for just the basic planning for the year, you want to really look at, okay, what is it you want to truly accomplish? What would tick you off if you didn't? And that's what you should be writing down. And you should be talking about this with your spouse. Like Your spouse might have one goal and you might have another. And if they're two vastly different goals, how does that really bring the two of you together to accomplish it? Step number two, what is it that you're spending money on? 
right? I'm not talking about specifically a budget necessarily, although it might be important to do. What I've found is, is the more your income goes up, the easier it is for a lot of that income to be spent. So what is it is your current expenses right now? What did you spend on average last year? And, and looking at this of January, 2023 is the perfect time to do that because you can do a real quick. I think most banks nowadays, you can go in and look at how much money you spent out of those accounts. And then you might even, you might want to go to as far as writing down every bill that comes in the door and adding that up and then looking at where you spent your money. I think I've shared the story several times. I love going out to eat. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. And my wife and I spend a lot, we used to spend a lot more money in that category. And what we found is while I like going out to eat, it's more of a laziness factor. I don't enjoy going out to eat just to go out to eat. And so my wife and I, we try to set somewhat of a budget in terms of how much money we are spending going out to eat. We used to go out to eat probably every other night. We don't do that anymore. We might go out maybe once a week now. And that's a budgetary. That's where we noticed we were spending a lot of money and that's a lot of money that we could have been saving. And it really wasn't valuable to us. Now I'm not telling you to stop going to Starbucks. I'm telling you spend your money where it's valuable for you. If you see you're spending money and it's not really valuable, cut it. Like how many subscriptions do you have? Do you use those subscriptions? So figure out what your monthly expenses are. So if you've got an income and now you have your, if you have your expected income coming in the door and you have your monthly expenses, hopefully there's a difference in, in the positive direction. For example, if you have an income coming in the door of a hundred thousand, and your expenses are 80 or 90,000, that means there's a capacity of $10,000 or $20,000 of savings. What's the plan to capture that money, which is step number three? How much of that money do you want to save and why are you saving it? Like really think about why, like don't just save money just to save money because I think when you attach meaning to it, it's easier to do. I know for my wife and I, like, we know we should save money. I don't think that that's an issue in America in terms of knowledge that you should save money. But when you attach a meaning to it as to why it's important to you, that changes everything. And so really think about why are you saving your money? What's the importance of it, right? Maybe this is for you to feel a little bit more comfortable in your financial setting, like maybe it's like, Ryan, I've never, I've never had $10,000 saved. It would feel amazing if I had $10,000, it would relieve a little bit of stress. Maybe it's Ryan, I'm trying to actually put this money back into my practice and I need X amount of dollars to buy a certain piece of equipment or hire my first employee. Right? So attach some meaning. Why are you saving the money? Something to help you with, and this is what my family and I have done, is we've opened up what we call a wealth coordination account. And the typical American uh, paycheck, you know, kind of uh, the way the money enters someone's balance sheet is essentially the paycheck comes in the door and it enters your checking account. From the checking account, 
you then spend the money and you pay it on expenses. And then once that whatever's left over, you save. We've all heard the saying, pay yourself first, but we haven't set up our accounts to allow us to do that. And so what I suggest you do is go open up an account at a, at a bank that you don't currently bank at. And the reason I'm suggesting that is it's bank account kind of out of sight, out of mind. It's not your normal checking account that you're spending money out of. And what I would suggest you do is deposit your checks into that wealth coordination account. So let me, let me give you an example. Let's just say you bank at Bank of America and you go, and that's your normal banking account right? Your checking account. That's where your money's currently going. And that's where you're writing checks. Or I know we don't write checks anymore, but that's where we're spending money out of. Go open up an account somewhere else at a different banking institution. There's plenty of online banking institutions. Go open up your a bank account. At, I'm going to make it up ABC bank. Now deposit the money into that ABC bank. What you will then do is set up at ABC bank, a certain dollar amount that gets transferred over to, in that example, that Bank of America, your normal checking account. So just a high level break this down. If your monthly expenses are normal, normally let's just say $5,000 a month. And let's just say the money coming in is $6,000. That's how much money you, you make per year. If you set this up, this would enable you to capture $1,000 a month automatically. And the way that would work is the $6,000 goes into ABC Bank. That's your wealth coordination account. You then take the difference, the $5,000, that expense, and that gets shifted over to your Bank of America account, your normal checking account. So six came in the door to the wealth coordination. Five went to the your normal expense account, your Bank of America account. So you spend the $5,000 just as you normally would, and you just saved $1,000 automatically in your wealth coordination account. This is something we suggest to all of our clients because it automatically keep it captures the savings. For those of you who have a 401k or retirement plan that automatically has money come out of your, your paycheck directly into that account, this is what we're setting up on a personal level. Imagine having that set up. Now you still have access to that, that account. So it's not like you're losing access to it. And if something crazy happens, that money's there. But if you don't set it up, are you able to capture the money you say you want to capture? So those are three steps I would suggest you take for your first of the year planning for the year 2023. As a quick reminder, those three steps are First, write down your expectations of your income and what expectations of goals that you have and talk with your spouse about it. Number two, look at what your monthly expenses are. What does that number look like? Once you subtract the two, now it's step number three. Now you kind of have an idea of how much money you have the capacity to save. So number three is figure out why you want to save that money, attach some meaning to it. And then go open up that wealth coordination account so that you can automatically capture the savings. 
So as always, I hope this episode was valuable for you. This, you know, we started Holistic Finance for naturopathic doctors because we want you all to thrive so that your message can get out there and you can help more patients. We hope this episode was valuable. The question of the day for you is what steps will you be taking this year, the year 2023, to take one step further in your financial plan? Head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question. Or if any questions bubbled up from today's episode, that's a great way to reach out to us so that we can answer them for you. I hope you have a good rest of your day and happy new year. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 1531912. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2022-147999. Expiration December 2024.